Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are studying right along with the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be in John chapter 8 today, and we're going to be looking at two principles that uh, Jesus is teaching us out of this chapter. And let me go ahead and tell you what those two principles are. Number one, that we are not to make judgments according to the flesh. But if we do judge, then we are to judge and make sure that our judgment is true and we are to judge with mercy. Amen. This is pertaining to the woman caught in adultery. And also the second great principle is that we are to know truth and we are to speak truth. And when we know truth and speak truth, we are not to back down, whatever the cost. Amen. Praise God. So these are two great principles that we can learn in this chapter of the life of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace and your kindness. Teach us today, Father, and we'll give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, like I said, we're in John chapter 8. We're going to try to get through the entire chapter today. And we want to go ahead and set up the fact that Jesus now is passed from his itinerant ministry in Galilee, and now he's beginning to concentrate his efforts in Judea. And so we're getting close to the third year of the ministry of the Lord Jesus, and the approximate time and date is in the fall of 29 A.D., so let's begin. This is uh, the, the event in the first 11 verses of John chapter 8, the woman caught in adultery. And Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, that's verse 1, verse 2, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and see, he sat down and taught them. This was his normal way of doing things. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst... They say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what do you say? This they said, tempting him that they might have something to accuse him by. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he didn't hear them. So when they continued asking him, He lifted up himself and said unto them. Now, I want you to notice something here. Notice that Jesus was not pressured into answering right away. Uh, This is something that stands out to me about the Lord Jesus, about the fact that he does not get excited. He does not bow or bend to pressure, but he moves in his own time and he moves in his own way. And I tell you, that is such a, a lesson for you And for me, when we face opposition, we don't have to bend to their pressure. We can be ourselves, rely upon the Holy Spirit, rely upon uh, God himself. And the Lord Jesus is going to help us. The Holy Spirit has already been sent. We have already received him. He's the one that comes alongside of us to help us. And he When we're standing in that box and we're being a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's the Holy Spirit that's going to give us what to say. We just need to not rely on ourselves, but rely on him because he knows all things. 
All right, verse six again. This they said, tempting him that they might have something to accuse him by. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he did not hear them. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience. See how the Holy Spirit is working in the ministry of the Lord Jesus went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even until the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, woman, where are those your accusers? Has no one or no man condemned you? And she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now, there is some discussion about these first 11 verses being not in the original text. And from John chapter 7, verse 53 to John 8, verse 11, it's not in the oldest manuscripts, but it is. This passage is in the later manuscripts. And you'll find uh, this Passage, you'll find it in the King James Version, you'll find it in the Revised Version, you'll find it in a lot of the older translations, but you will not find it in the NIV. But I look at it like this that this is a tremendous truth, valuable to us to live by. And I just believe that God watches over His Word to perform it. And if God allowed this passage to get into the Bible, then, then we need to keep it. Amen. Okay, so what are uh, some of the things that we can gather uh, from uh, this passage. Well, the first question that I would have is, if this woman was caught in the very act of adultery, then where is the man? Aren't both the man and the woman both condemned to death for adultery, according to the Old Testament, according to the law? And this is what the Pharisees are depending upon. Well, where is the man? Why is it just the woman? And see, this is what leads me to believe that this was a setup. Amen. And of course, we know that because uh, uh, the Pharisees did this uh, to tempt him so they, that they might have an accusation against him. And so it's one of those uh, situations where they thought that, uh, you know, that they had Jesus. They thought they had him. But Jesus is too smart. He's, he's filled with the wisdom of God. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's very difficult to try to catch a man that's filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. God is working on his behalf. And the second thing that I that uh, that I, I gleaned from this is that although the Pharisees were right in condemning her according to the law, because adultery is a mortal sin, they chose to use her as a pawn that they might have a cause to accuse the Lord Jesus. And Jesus saw through their tactic. He saw that this was a setup. He knew exactly what was coming down because Jesus knows all things. Jesus is God manifest in the flesh, so he knows all things. And this the Pharisees were blind to. They didn't recognize that. They didn't recognize just exactly who this man is called Jesus the Christ. Amen. And the third thing that stands out to me is this, and that is that all of us are guilty of sin for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
And you and I, we need to remember this uh, when we deal with others concerning sins and sin. The fact that that we were born in sin just like they were. And I want us to remember the words that Paul wrote. Notice what he says here to the uh, churches at Galatia. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore. Notice that word restore. Restore such an one. You see, they they had the Pharisees had absolutely no desire to restore this woman. They wanted to destroy her. And if Jesus would have quoted the law, if Jesus would have said that she's worthy of death, they would have stoned her and they would have pointed their fingers at the Lord Jesus Christ and they would have accused him and condemned him for it. So we need to remember that when we're dealing with others, you know, the same sin that they were born into is the same sin that we were born into. And it's only by the grace of God. Amen. That uh, that we have remained free and not to do those things. See, this is a problem with a lot of the hard call Christians. They forget where they have come from. And and they want to, you know, they want to uh, to judge others. Well, let's just remember the same judgment that we judge others is the same judgment that we're going to be judged by. Once again, what Paul said, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest you also be tempted. The very sins that we point out to others could be the very sins that catch us. And so let's be very careful. Let's be humble and out of a spirit of love and a desire for reconciliation, a desire for restoration. Yes, absolutely. Let's minister to people who have fallen. Let's minister to, to people that are overtaken in a fault. It's worse for a man to be caught up in sin and, and not to address it. But when we do address it, we do it in the spirit of love, not in a desire to hurt or destroy but in a desire to help. Amen. You remember in Matthew chapter 18, Jesus was talking about what, how we are to deal with a brother that we have ought against us or one that has ought against us or we have ought against them. That uh, if they have sinned against us, we go to him and we talk to him about it. Uh, desire for restoration, reconciliation. If he refuses to repent, we take two, uh, take two witnesses with us. Let every word be established. If he still refuses to repent, we take it before the church. If he refuses to he hear the church, then we, we treat him as a publican, as a, a sinner. In other words, we're not to have fellowship with him. Doesn't say anything about casting that person out. Doesn't say anything about uh, being derogatory towards that person. Amen. We do that out of love. We do it out of discipline. Amen. But we also do it with a spirit of meekness and humility, considering, like Paul said, considering thyself, lest we also be tempted. Now, Jesus said, if a man looks upon a woman to lust after her, he has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So when we make judgments of others, we, we must be careful. And judge others with the same spirit of mercy, grace, and compassion whereby God has judged us. Amen. Praise God. So I like this passage. I like the fact that it is in here. I like uh, the way that Jesus 
uh, says to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So basically he was saying, um, even though in the law it says, you know, uh, adultery is a mortal sin and worthy of death. He said, I don't condemn you. I don't condemn you to death. You just go and you sin no more. Go and sin no more. Amen. Praise God. That's really the ultimate. We want to get people through when they're overtaken in a fault so that they'll get past it. Amen. Praise God. And so that's called grace and that's called mercy. You know, and grace is God granting to us what we do not deserve. We don't deserve God's grace, but he lavished it upon us. Why? Because he loves us. Grace is what God is free to do. It's what he chooses to do. He chooses to have mercy upon us. Grace is God's divine favor. And his divine favor is always revealed to us through his mercy and through his love. And it's extended to us, amen, ultimately to save us. Amen. And to rescue us. It's God's love revealed to us through his grace and mercy. It's his choice to redeem us. Praise God. And I tell you, to me, that is so valuable, so valuable because all of us are not perfect. We've all fallen. We've all made mistakes. We've all done things that we shouldn't have done. Amen. And God blesses us and God loves us enough to where he is going to make sure that, uh, that, that, that we don't lose the very thing that Christ won us for, and that is to give us eternal life and to raise us up on the last day. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So really, as born-again children, we're what? We're n- number one, we're no longer under any condemnation. But now we do suffer condemnation when we, when we submit ourselves to sinfulness. But through faith in Christ, through his grace and through his mercy, we can be restored. And that's the ultimate uh, goal in dealing with people who have stepped out of the way. Jesus, though he were rich, yet he became poor so that we through his poverty might be made rich. So that gives us an indication there uh, to what length that we are to go uh, to restore our brother. Amen. And ultimately, our purpose in life is, is for us not to walk according to the flesh anymore, to learn how to walk by the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. All right. Now, we're going to get to the second principle, and that is to know the truth. And that is to speak truth and to not back down. When you know the truth and you speak truth, don't back down. Jesus, and we're going to see this example in his confrontation with the Pharisees and those other Jews. And we're going to begin in verse 12. Notice, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. He's, John records that over and over again in, in this gospel. The Pharisees therefore said to him, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, though I do bear record of myself, yet my record is true. Notice he's not backing down. For I know from whence I came and whether I go. 
but you cannot tell whence I come and whether I go. So let's stop right here for just a moment. Do you know who you are in Christ Jesus? You know, absolute. you know the truth of identification. You know the truth of what Jesus has done in your life. You know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know that. That means that nobody can take that from you. You would have to give it up. But I'm telling you that if you are ever in a situation where you are confronted about your faith in Christ Jesus, amen, just rely upon the Holy Spirit. He's the one that will give you the words to say. Amen. Praise God. The greatest record you have before men who don't know Christ is your testimony how you came to Christ. And just don't let people talk you out of it. Amen. Once again, verse 14, Jesus answered and said unto them, though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whether I go, but you cannot tell when I, whence I come and whether I go. You judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And I'll add this. I judge no man after the flesh. And yet if I judge after the flesh, my judgment is true. When I say after the flesh, I'm talking about after the natural man. Yet if I judge after my natural man or my natural human nature, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the father that sent me. Notice that. But I and the father that sent me. Notice how Jesus identifies himself with the father. This is so true. This is how this is how we stand against, you know, uh, people who confront us concerning our faith in Christ and our faith in Christ. We identify with the Lord Jesus Christ. We identify with him. Amen. Now, I know that there are people that are trained to try to destroy the faith of others. I know that they have been trained in how to try to get a person confused. Don't be confused. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Always go back to your starting point, and that is your relationship with Jesus Christ. How valuable it is. Amen. Just remember, you have the God who is more than enough living on the inside of you. So once again, know the truth. Speak the truth and don't back down. Amen. Now, as a faithful witness, Jesus knows all things. And Jesus lives on the inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, he knew where he came from and he knew where he was going. He knew all the facts concerning that. And, you know, if you read your Bible and you study it and you meditate it, especially your relationship with Jesus Christ, then you know where you came from and you know where you're going. You see, and once you know that, once it's solid on the inside of you, no man can take that from you. Amen. We are not to judge after the flesh, but if we do judge after the flesh, we need to make sure that our judgment is true. And how do we know that? We know that from the word of God. But going back to the woman caught in adultery, we do it when we make judgments. We make judgments with an attitude of meekness, a spirit of meekness, desiring to restore someone to faith. Amen. To get through uh, that fault that he was overtaken, he or she was overtaken in and restore to that one. Restore that one. Now, remember what Jesus said. He said, 
I and the Father that sent me. So he's identifying with the Father. You and I, we identify with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We are friends with the Lord Jesus. He is friends with us. Jesus said this, you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Amen. So we just need to rely upon him and not rely upon our own intellect. God will give us the words to speak. All right, let's continue on. Verse 17, it is also written in your law. Notice how Jesus is not identifying with the law of Moses. Amen. Now, there's nothing wrong with the five books of the Bible. It's the commentary that Jesus had issue with. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself. And the father that sent me bears witness of me. So there's your two witnesses. You. And the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So do not be afraid to speak up. Do not be afraid to speak truth. Amen. And know of a surety that God will back you up. But just make sure that when you speak, you speak the truth, not just a truth, not something that somebody said something, you know, to be true. Verse 19, then said they unto him, where is thy father? And Jesus answered, you neither know me nor my father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. So verse 19 tells us that uh, people who are not spiritual do not understand a relationship that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. It goes back to what Paul was writing to the Corinthian church. But the natural man receives not of the things of the spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him, unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. But see, you're not natural. You're spiritual if you're born again. So you know these things. Amen. Praise God. And God will reveal them to you because he loves you. And you are one of his servants. Verse 20 says, these words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple and no man laid hands on him for his hour was not yet come. Notice once again, authority in the name of Jesus. No man can take Jesus life. He is the one that lays it down. Verse 21, then said Jesus again to them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself because he says, whether I go, you cannot come. Now, now, Jesus is speaking truth here. Notice he did not end this confrontation. He continues it. Why? The ultimate reason is he wants to turn these people. He's speaking to the Jewish nation. He is presenting himself to them, speaking truth to them. Amen. He's not. A, Jesus is not afraid to speak the truth. You and I do not need to be afraid to speak the truth. In verse 23, and he said unto them, you are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. See, this is the eternal state of the of, of the saved. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Jesus was saying to the Pharisees, you are of this world. I am not of this world. 
That's exactly what the scripture says of us. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Amen. We are other worldliness. Praise God. And I, when I say that, I'm talking about heavenly worldliness. I said, therefore, unto you that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. And the Jewish authorities, they were the keepers of the law, but they didn't obey the law. They adhered to the letter, but they didn't adhere to the spirit. See, this is what Jesus is teaching us here. He's teaching us the spirit of the law. The very thing that we should learn from the woman caught in adultery, the spirit of the law. Verse 25 says, then said they unto him, who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. They can't hear there. They have already closed their hearts. So their ears are also closed. And then Jesus goes on and he says, I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the father. Amen. Praise God. Then understood not that he spake to them of the father. They understood not. See, once again, their hearts are closed so they can't hear. How can they understand? They did that willingly. If at any time they would have opened up their heart, immediately God would have given them ears to hear. Verse 28, then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the son of man, then shall ye shall know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. But as my father has taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, notice this, many believed on him. Now listen to what he says here. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. This speaks so relevant to us today. So what is Jesus saying? If you remain in me and if you remain in my word. That's really what the word continue means. If you remain in my word, you continue with me. Then you are my disciples. So that's the prerequisite, isn't it? And if you continue and remain in my word, then you will know the truth. And it's the truth that will make you free. Think about it. That means the banishment of fear. If you remain in Christ and you and you know the truth, then then you will have nothing to be afraid of. Jesus, there was not one speck, not one ounce of fear in this man. Praise God. Hallelujah. They answered him, verse 33, we be Abraham's seed and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest, how do you say you shall be made free? And Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin, commits sin is the servant of sin and the servant, and I'll add of sin, abides or remains not in the house forever, but the son remains forever. That's that's very important for us. Talking about remaining. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you're Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word is no place in you. I speak that which I've seen with my father and you do that which you have seen with your father. 
Now, here's the delineation now. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth, which I have heard from God. This didn't Abraham do. You do the deeds of your father. And they said to him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. And Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. When we're witnessing to others, we'll know right off the bat if their hearts are closed. Amen. Just continue to speak the word and pray that God will open these people's hearts so that they can understand. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God hears God's words. You therefore hear them not because you are not of God. Then answered the Jews and said to him, Say we not well that you are a Samaritan and has a devil? And Jesus answered, I don't have a devil, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeks and judges. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that you have a devil. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And you say, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead, whom make thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. If I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like you, but I know him and keep his saying. Your father rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, You are not yet fifty years old, and yet you have seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then took they up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Do you see what he's done? What the Lord Jesus has done? He is the truth. His word is truth, and he did not back down. That's the only thing that's going to bring people from death to life. They must know the truth. Father, we bless you and thank you for this teaching today. We ask you to bless everyone within the sound of my voice, and I give you praise, honor, and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. 
If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.